0: Are you thinking of buying or selling your home? Downsizing? Upsizing? Investing? Are you relocating? Do you want to know your local market conditions? Are you behind on payments? Are you looking for improvement tips? Well, what if your home didn't sell? This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert and trusted source for the most up to date information. And now your host, Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty.
1: Well, hello, guys. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to Real Estate with Ryan. I'm Ryan Coleman, your host, as always, along with my lovely co-host, April Coleman.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Hope you're doing well today, and thank you for joining us with Real Estate with Ryan. We've got a good show for you. Yes, we do. Are you over the cold weather? I know we are.
2: Gosh. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was so thinking about this spring market. And they were like 57 days to spring. I kind of was thinking about the t-shirts <laughs> and putting the heavy coats away. And then all of a sudden we get a little snow and then we get eight degrees or six degrees, mm-hmm. this crazy weather. And it's it kind of messed up our real estate photos and properties coming on the market. So
2: yes, it has. Snow
1: go away. but I
2: know. <laughs> Some people love it, and our little girl said, "Oh, mommy, it's gonna snow tomorrow. We, we we get to build a snowman." No, we didn't get any snow where we live. So you know,
1: it's funny, guys. If you were like us, we were thinking snow days, that meant that we could probably sleep in a little early later, uh-huh, uh, and then uh-huh. we said, "Well, we're not," you know. <laughs> We get our staff calling us, there's no snow, get out of bed and get to work. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we are. Darn. <laughs> so I hope everybody's doing well out there. Busy January, we closed that month down pretty strong, mm-hmm. a lot of activity, a lot of closings to talk about. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time, as you guys know, it's that time. It's tax season. It is. Unfortunately, Uncle Sam's got his hand out. And Mm -hmm. as we close the end of January and start February 1, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about some tax laws, different things that you know, whether it's investment in real estate, whether it's self-employed, if you're an agent out there listening, hopefully we'll give you some tips on what we know, which
3: is only what we know through
1: experience (laughs) and over 20 years in business, but uh, any tips that we can pass on? That will help you in the you know this new tax cycle that we mm-hmm. have here in 2018 going into 19. So a lot of laws have changed, and uh, we're going to highlight some of those things and uh, talk about things that we think are helpful right. that may save you some money and keep some more money in your pocket.
2: Yes, because I have to say that before when I was a W two employee, I did not know anything about taxes. I just was handed my W-2 at the end of the year, went to H&R Block, gave them my stuff, and there you go. If I got money back, if I did, that was great. If I didn't, I well. So this whole self-employment, landlord, all of this good stuff is very new and um, very interesting to learn all of these tax codes and what you should know and, you know, trying to do all of these deductions and everything. So it's really interesting. It's been a learning curve, but I think I've learned a lot over just the past few years knowing we on over
1: here? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing, guys, is nobody's going to protect your money like you. And uh, with technology and so much going on and so many resources, you know, how about the last 15 years mm-hmm. with the age of the internet and YouTube and so many different things out there that we have so many more resources mm-hmm. back when we started in real estate, you know, um, kind of that here's the phone, you're on your own kind right, of concept. Right. But, you know, the the, the can even speak I'm Well tongue-tied. now you don't
2: have to buy a book to read all, all about right. taxes. You just watch it on YouTube so, <laughs> and see what other people say. But about
1: I think it. that's cool with all the uh, YouTube, Google and everything that's out there. And of mm-hmm. course you want to get a you know a good tax advisor. but let's face it, a lot of the work is done. I know we've had several CPAs mm-hmm. and we've had mm-hmm. several people work for us. but it seems like in this mode, if you ever if you're like us, mm-hmm. the, the tax preparer is always super busy.
2: They are. I mean,
1: they're, they're processing deals. This is the peak season of their business. Exactly. So if you wait to this time of the year to try to plan or you know, kind of prepare for the following year, you may not see them to the middle of summer.
2: Right. That's true.
1: And so that's why we wanted that's to talk true. about this year. If you turn in your tax returns and what you need to do for April, mm-hmm. um, obviously the expenses have already been filed, but things you need to know when you file your return and hopefully to help you make sure you don't leave any extra money on the table. Um, and yes. things that we talked about on the tax laws that maybe will be helpful.
2: And hopefully it'll help you throughout this 2019 season to prepare for 2020. That's I
1: know I know April and I here at the office, um, we did a lot of changes, just simple things that we did. and we got laser focused in la- at the last quarter of the year mm-hmm. than what we did. The previous year, exactly. And I think obviously every year we're trying to grow, we're trying to get better. Nobody has all this tax stuff, mm-hmm. and who could who could uh, memorize everything here? Oh, and gosh, even some of the tax preparers don't even know exactly with the new tax law and things going on. So, Rod,
2: right, it's a lot to keep up with.
1: But try to research and uh, do the best you can. We're going to cover some tips. So I hope you enjoyed this show today. I uh, hope you don't find it too boring. Try not to put us to sleep. but there's some good stuff that I think it, you may need to know. And first and foremost, let's talk about it. Um, the bills that have passed prior used to be, let's talk about real estate, because that's mm-hmm. kind of the fun stuff. Um it used to be if you live in the home, five out of the eight years um, in your primary residence would qualify for the exclusion. Now um, it's two years out of the five years.
2: So that's good.
1: Yep, yep. And um, make sure I'm reading that right. Yep, that is correct. And of course, the exclusion is for um, a married couple. You know, a single couple is two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh huh. And then a, a married couple is up to five hundred thousand. Of course, right. that's going to be on your gains, guys, on the sale of a residence. Um, the challenge with that is uh, they're going to be really, really tighter on when you're selling and during those time frames. So yes. um, some people wonder and go, well, how would you know? How mm-hmm. would you know? Well, there's something when we come to the closing table, and if you're a seller, you come in and get your deed and everything signed, and then Carla hands over this form, and it says, well, you have to ask, ask these little questions. Oh, yes. Are these, oh, little, trick, are these little trick questions? Uh-huh. Oh, that's for the government. They kind of uh-huh. want to know how long you lived here. And then that's kind of how that triggers the form at the end of the year. So yes. Uncle Sam's watching. Yeah. They so the, if the, you the, want to
2: know. So, so keep, <laughs> make
1: sure that's very important. And that's important to some of our clients that are thinking about selling. And uh, maybe you want to turn that into a rental property. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's on the market for a while and it didn't sell. And a lot of our sellers say, well, let me just go ahead and rent it for a year or two.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, if you've got great equity in the property been in there for a while, and all of a sudden you take it from a primary residence and convert it over to investment property, now you need to get with your CPA because you may have just had a tax gain. That's true. You know, and you may be taxed at a different bracket. Now that's especially if you're in a higher income bracket, um, depending if you have any stocks or retirement Mm -hmm. plans that you've drawn, you may owe quite heavily uh, that year. So again, we're not tax advisors in any means. Uh, We're not CPAs. You want to go to your professional. But we are business owners in the community. We own several businesses. We've been W-2. We have multiple employees. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that we have navigated in our business. And uh, sometimes you may not find out there and just try to make it helpful for you. I think what is important if you guys are doing the 1031s, if you're familiar with 1031s, uh, they're the tax exchanges. So on investment properties, they have not made any changes to that. Um, there's no new restrictions, which is good, and all that means is you basically, if you buy properties that are investment, mm-hmm. and they're called like-kind exchanges, ideally. And there's a there's a whole list on the IRS website. But if you change over on those, um, if you do it right and have the right people involved, there's no tax on that process. It rolls over to the next property.
2: Exactly. And the lawyer is usually in charge of that. They do that. They they have a qualified
1: intermediary and they take care of it. And and the key thing is you're not allowed to touch the money. Exactly. Yes. In that process. And so if it's done right, there's really no changes to that. So that's good for investment real Mm -hmm. estate. That is good. Um, Especially if you're coming from like a multifamily or Mm -hmm. a vacation home, and you're going to roll something over, let's say Sevierville or Pigeon Forge, Um, Good opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. Now, they do have um, the 1031 um, exchanges. It used to have personal properties, collectibles, aircrafts, um, franchise rights, rental trucks, heavy equipment and machinery are no longer permitted in 2018. Mm, Interesting. So so if you got that big plane or aircraft, that may not be able to be done in a 1031.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> darn i can't exchange my airplane no no airplane oh, so
1: now bad. let's talk about um flipping you want to talk about flipping or do you want to wait till we get into the next segment or want to want to come into that time frame
2: yeah we can talk about flipping i do want to say i remember when um i bought my first home um I remember them saying to me, hey, now listen, you're going to get a credit back for being a first-time home buyer, which was an amazing credit at the time. They don't do that anymore, I don't think. Um, but then they said... You cannot li- you cannot sell your house with it. You have to live there for eight years, something crazy. And I thought, oh, Lord, they're going to keep me in this house. And I think because it was an FHA loan, I thought, Lord, I'm going to be stuck here forever. I'm never going to be able to move. <laughs> and so they made me sign a piece of paper about that. So it's nice that that has changed only gonna Well, I think that was
1: something regarding they had some grants and gifts and right. different things that like was, that.
2: Yeah, that was what I did. Was I had So to they, they had all those different things.
1: So stay with us, guys. We've got a few moments before we go to break, but we're going to be talking about self-employed borrowers out there, what you need to know, mm-hmm. S-Corps, C-Corps, what we know about that, how end of the year, how important it is if you're going to buy a vehicle like we did, maybe how you're able to write that off mm-hmm. and depreciate some income and exactly. just all kinds of little things that we're thinking about here with Real Estate with Ryan. Thank you guys for staying with us on this cold day I know. and coming here on break and we'll talk more about Real Estate 2018, the tax law and what you need to know.
4: If you're wanting to purchase a new home but have questions about rates, programs, and costs, you need to call Chris Hogreff with Gateway Mortgage Group. He has 17 years of lending experience in Knoxville and would love to help. Chris will happily answer all of your questions, and then he'll get you the best mortgage loan with the lowest rate. Also, Gateway Mortgage does not sell your loan after closing. You'll be their client for life. Come see how quick and stress-free it is to get quickly approved with Chris Hograff. Call him at 257-7777 to set an appointment to visit him at his office on Cedar Bluff. NMLS 289-930. At Genesis Real Estate Title, the homeowner comes first. Did you know that it's the buyer's choice when it comes to a title company? Locally owned and operated and serving Knoxville and surrounding communities, Genesis Real Estate Title was built on the belief that a local company is your best choice for personal service. With 19 years experience, Carla Long's focus has always been on serving you. Genesis Real Estate Title offers free consults to home buyers to educate them about title insurance and closing before starting the purchasing process. Call 865-454-8000. Genesis Real Estate Title, the beginning
0: This is Real Estate with Ryan, your hometown expert. Ryan talks all things real estate and gives you the most up-to-date information on the Knoxville market and surrounding counties. Ryan Coleman with Hometown Realty.
1: All right, guys. Back with Real Estate with Ryan. Thank you for staying tuned. If you're just tuning in in the car, we're talking about the tax man, your taxes. (laughs) Uncle Sam. It's that time of the year. We're talking about what you need to know to save as much money as you can. Mm -hmm. We talked about real estate, what you need to know, things that have changed there, and just being self-employed as a whole, or if you're an individual, Mm -hmm. W-2 earner, anything we can pass on, hopefully here to help. So that's what this show's about. Exactly. Now, forgive us us if we're not the tax experts because we are not by any means. And uh, this is kind of a hard subject to kind of struggle through with these notes. And that could be hard for any of you guys. Um, So many different sources out there Mm -hmm. with um, knowing where to turn to. I know a lot of our CPAs are really not even familiar with exactly every law that's coming along. Mm -hmm. So do your research, do your homework, talk to the professionals. But these are just kind of our tips Right. That we experience in our multiple businesses, and hopefully if you pick up a tip of the day, the show was worth listening to. Yes,
2: and know that when you talk to your CPA, a lot of times you'll say, give me information, give me information, what else can I do? And a lot of times they won't give you everything that you need to know. Um, you know, to have some write-offs and stuff. So you have to do your own research and make sure you s- ask them questions. Hey, I read about this. Can I deduct this? Can I deduct that? What about this? And a lot of times in our experience they'll say, oh, yeah, that's right. You can use that. Or, yes, you can do that. So you've got to educate yourself. And I think
1: that. that's, that's not the CPA or tax accountant um, not trying to steer your right. They're just busy, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the process of doing so many returns. And it's really up to you. We talked about it early in the first half. Nobody's going to protect your money like like you. And uh, this is kind of the school of hard knocks. And yes. I, I remember I would tell April, and we would chat about it. She was like, nobody wants to talk about taxes. <laughs> I was like, well, you want to keep more money in your pocket, you'll learn about taxes. <gasps> oh, and then yeah. she saw the kind of money that you have to pay out and what uh-huh. goes on, and she said, well, let me get the tax book out. Oh, no. and, and, and you guys that own properties, um, our job is to keep as much money in our pocket as possible. Exactly. The government wants to spend as much money yes, of they ours do. as possible. Yes, so, do. you know, our job is that and anything we can do to help you guys find it beneficial. Exactly. So a exactly. couple of things that I want to talk about before we talk about the many things on the sheet. Okay. I think just kind of round robin. Uh, first and foremost, if you're self-employed, there's several different ways mm-hmm. that you can um, run your business. Um There's two common forms. Uh, Well, there's really three. You know, you're a sole proprietor, Uh you're an S corporation, or you're a C corporation. Sole proprietor really just means in basic terms, you're just yourself as a business. Okay. John Doe um, cleaning service uh, by yourself. Right. It is the highest way to get taxed. Okay. There's no protection at all Mm. and really would not recommend that in any business. Okay. Uh, There's your S-Corporation, which we have a bunch of S-Corporations. And uh, that's where basically things flow through. So the S-Corporation files a return. Um, It truly does not pay tax. It rolls down to the individuals or the owners of the Mm S-Corporation. And then we have your C-Corporation. You know, your C-Corporation is going to be your big AT&T, Sprint, your big corporations that are publicly traded. Okay. And the power of that is... Anybody can get involved. Other entities can have, you know, sell stocks, buy into the corporation's dividends. Um, It gets really advanced, but you're taxed twice on a C corporation. Oh, okay. At the business level and then again. Okay. That's all I know about that. I (laughs) I just don't like to be taxed twice.
2: Uh, So he said no.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, your S corporations are very common, and, of course, you have your limited liability corporations, right. you know, your, or LLC. your LLCs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of properties are owned with LLCs. And let's talk about properties because it's a real estate show. But I want to talk about LLCs and why that's important. Okay. So we have an LLC, but it's important to know that you can take an LLC and file it as a corporation.
2: Okay. okay. So
1: let's say you had a name that you wanted to name the company or for whatever reason, but if you elect the first year that the business is open, you can file it as an S corp. Now, you may be an LLC, but you have to have that election. The biggest thing about that, guys, if you do that, the number one thing that you have to do, do not let your accountant send that form or election in. I ran into an issue of that. Interesting. And um, somebody didn't have the paperwork. Mm. You know, the IRS doesn't have anything. Mm. They don't know where anything's at. We sent it certified mail, you know. And then you spend all these months Ooh. trying to figure it out and get it rectified. And mm-hmm. if you've ever called the IRS, uh, you know, good <laughs> luck with that. And, and so um, so make sure that if you elect as an S-Corp on an LLC, make sure you send a certified mail okay. and file it with the articles of corporations or your LLC mm-hmm. operating agreement. That's so important, all right? The reason why an S-Corp is, is really popular, you're avoiding on that self-employment tax, So basically 15% of your income, um, may be deferred. Now you'll have to pay yourself a salary in S Corp, but usually at some point, the first year, second year, you know, if your business is just right off the ground, it's going to take a little time to get going. You know, the IRS says it's a reasonable salary for that position to manage that job. Okay. Both me and my wife get W-2s from our, our company. Even though we own the company, we're officers of the company, and so we receive a W-2 just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with an S-Corp, we're allowed to expense things out. The company can do a lot more uh, tax-wise and advantages okay. for the company, and then so we lower the income base. And so there's a lot of advantages on S-Corp. Again, seek your tax accountant. Um, Most properties are not bought in S-Corp. You see them, and let's go into that with the LLC. One of the biggest things with LLCs are two things that you want to cover that we talk about. And so both me and April own properties in an LLC Mm -hmm. that is a S-Corp. When you have those in the locality, it's so important that you register them in the state where the property is at. And that's for one of two reasons. Number one, if there was ever a litigation or any lawsuit that from somebody out of state or something, that you're protected in the jurisdiction that you're at. And okay. this is not legal advice. It's just experience. So you guys think I'm trying to do legal advice. I'm not. It's just, just experience. And it's a talk show, man. That's right. It's ready. It's real estate with Ryan, man. <laughs> I know. Talk
2: about whatever you want to. <laughs> I have
1: to be careful and put my disclaimers because yeah, 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 yeah. they'll be calling me on Monday. On Monday <laughs> and, and just, anyway. um, so but, if you
2: buy out of state, then you need to form a new LLC. Is that what you're saying? Well, here's
1: the thing. And one of the biggest challenges that we talk about is do you need to form, I know several people that have multiple properties do you need an LLC for each property that you own? Mm-hmm. You need to seek professionals on that, but I think it could be very costly. And I don't think you do. We don't. Um, but you may need to have one or two. You know, probably my suggestion would be you have a main one and then you have a second one that would do the management.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, But what happens each time you have an LLC, you have a tax return that's due on each one. Mm-hmm. So then if you have an S Corp or an LLC, and then each one is going to have to pay local and state taxes. So these are things that are very important uh, to look at. So that was just my tip on that. Okay. One other thing that before we will, we'll kind of run through some of these items, um, you guys that are real estate agents listening to this show, um, self-employed, one of the things we have challenged in Tennessee is that we're all, we can't, we're all licensees. So we're right. licensees by the state, which means we're sole proprietors, mm-hmm. which means in this state – we're not allowed to put our entity as the business. So you may be a business and you may want to get with a good CPA or a tax advisor uh, to structure that. But what that means is we're paying more tax if you work for another brokerage as a sole proprietor. Mm. Well, versus I have everything in our company. The reason we don't work for anybody is because everything is registered with the company and everything flows through that way. Right. This state makes it challenging to do that just another reason why you may want to be on your own,
2: man. I know. You know, just another uh-huh.
1: reason to uh, save a little money from Uncle Sam. Exactly. So. <laughs> now
2: exactly. you guys That's wonder crazy. why
1: I opened my own firm. Uh-huh. huh <laughs>
2: uh, You wonder why.
1: <laughs> so number two, I think, just max out your retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Um, those have changed from 18500 to $24,000. Um, what else? What do you think, April?
2: Then you can also just more... Um, Interesting. You can take advantage of some annual exclusion gifts. So you can actually put in up to $15,000 of a gift. Like if you want to open a trust and then put that money in there yearly for your child and say if that's their college um, tuition or anything like that, then they can take it out tax free at the end of the year.
1: Defer your income, charities, all those are really good things. You Mm -hmm. can't get wrong with those. Um, Protect yourself from fraud. Make sure you watch giving out your Social Security numbers. You know, they're going to go to the new tax form this year. It's a shortened 1040, and it's supposed to be easier to use. Who really knows? But it's going to be a shorter form. We're not going to get used to seeing that.
2: Interesting. If you're in
1: business like us, there's a rule called 179 that I'll talk about real quickly. Any kind of big material, any kind of trucks, van Pretty much the whole year that it's purchased, you get Mm -hmm. to write that off. That's true. So why you saw a marketing van coming around the (laughs) corner. So, again, it's a lot. We'll have some more information on our blog about what we're doing. Listen, if you need us at all, it's an easy number. It's 693-SOLD or RyanColeman.org. Hope you appreciate the show. Follow us on social media. You got it. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Until next time. We'll see you next
0: weekend. Thank you for tuning in. You can reach out to Ryan on Facebook and Twitter or his website at RyanColeman.org. Call Ryan anytime at 693-7653. And make sure to join us every Saturday at 5, only on News Talk 987-WOKI.